Welcome to the Film Sessions podcast. Today we are excited to feature Brian Chang. Uh, thank you so much for being on here. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, oh man, where do I start? Uh, well, I am 24 years old. Uh, I grew up in the suburbs outside of Washington, D.C. Uh, I was born with a physical disability, which kind of affected my life in a lot of interesting ways, as you guys are about to find out. Um, I'm the proud older brother of two very talented younger half siblings and uh i don't know i'm just uh, i'm just a pretty uh i i guess i would say i'm a decent guy people would say that. i don't know well that's a good thing to be um uh, i try, I try. <laughs> so what inspired you to first get started in filmmaking well i actually did want to bring these out these are two mementos of mine um so obviously i am 24 years old um, I have lived through three Spider-Mans. Uh, this is very important. And as a child, the first two movies, my parents are immigrants from Taiwan. And they have no limited conception of English. So it was like a lot of Jackie Chan movies. Like the first visceral memories I have are of Rush Hour with Jackie Chan, who I later met through like a friend of a friend of my dad's who's working like the Chinese government or something. And then mm -hmm. the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man. And that was number one that gave me a love of storytelling and comic books and if you've ever seen that if i don't know how old the audience has been it's such a genuine film toby mcguire kirsten dunst jk simmons willem defoe that entire yeah and about growing up and coming of it changed my life in, in so many ways yeah all right um, uh, I think you cut out a little bit in the middle there. Oh yeah, sorry, my, my headphones like pinged in, um, but I, I can, do you need me to repeat anything? Um, uh, I think it, I think it'll be fine. I think we got the first part. We can just really hit it home on the, the rest of the questions. Um, okay. uh, so what have you done to continue your journey oh, in filmmaking? Well, actually, I, I forgot to show these. So then many years later, I was an extra on Spider-Man Homecoming with Tom Holland. This is... Uh, oh, that's Washington awesome! And, and like it, it was an experience that, that saved my life. I was going through a lot of mental health issues, and meeting them and getting introduced to the circus of what we call filmmaking, and later the fact that I would attend his alma mater. I mean, it really is kind of like, as I was saying earlier, it, this is my origin story. It's it's a really sort of like like crucial part of who I am and my own coming of age experience, and, and who I ended up becoming as a person. That's amazing. That's so cool to be an extra on that. It was very warm. Very warm. <laughs> so uh, what about your continued pursuit into uh, your filmmaking journey? Um, I, I guess, you know, in in, in that I, I attended film school um, from 2017 to... 2023 technically because I had to take a year off from mental health issues which this film does deal with um, a lot of it is very based off my life so I, I haven't really been actively continuing my film journey in spite of by just really screenwriting because um you know as we get further in questions the point that I kind of want to hit on the audience like um, films don't just have to be about big things they can be about real life and you know real life happens we, we have things to that pop up and especially regarding my lead actions from actually have a story about that um to you and the people that the judges have seen it will make sense but i'll, I'll get to that when we get there uh, so i'm kind of on hiatus but okay um so tell us about your film 
Um, so my film is called I Love You. Um, I guess in, in, in more elegant terms that I put this, because I had Mara Wilson do a cameo once his announcement. It's a film about trust, long-distance relationships, mental health, and, and love, and the meaning of those words. It's based off uh, my relationship with my long-term girlfriend. Uh, she lives in Romania. She sort of uh, dabbled in the sexual industry as a younger woman. You know, in her mid-20s, she's now 30. And at the time that I was writing this, I was dealing with a lot of self-doubt about that relationship because everyone has their, you know, preconceived notions of this industry. And obviously we're seeing things like OnlyFans now where, um, you know, people are making millions of dollars and it seems really exploitative. But, you know, there are people in other parts of the world who need to do this as a method of survival. And it just seemed ludicrous to a lot of people that I could genuinely be in love with this amazing, beautiful, talented woman who's very intelligent. She's actually getting her PhD in pharmacology. I can't say her name for safety reasons as she's still working, but um, like it, it just seems very uh, difficult for people to comprehend because of the, the stereotypical image of the hooker with a heart of gold that we've seen in media like Pretty Woman. So that was written as a way to process things and also kind of just work out those emotions. Okay, so where can we find your film? Uh, well, it is actually currently on YouTube, and I sort of put it up haphazardly on my YouTube channel, Brian Shanks, last summer day film. So, uh, to get into this, my, my lead actor, who, if you see this film, some of you may recognize him from the Disney Plus television series, um, American Born Chinese, his name is Ben Wong. Um, I met him when I was a sophomore on my break from school, and uh, me and our other lead, um, Eliza Silverman, she's actually Sarah Silverman's niece, weirdly enough. It's a very small New York Nick world, um, but we became really close. Like Eliza, I, I, I'm just gonna take a second to shout out the Silverman family right here. They're great people. They do a lot of charitable work. Um, Eliza's mom is like a well-respected female rabbi, and Ben and I became very close because we had similar sort of distant Asian American childhoods. He had grown up here overseas with his father in China, and then he sort of ghosted me um, last September um, mm -hmm. out of the blue after like months of just trying to get in contact with him. So I have very mixed feelings about this film, but what I would want to say to people, and I guess that leads into the other questions about what I have to do to filmmakers, I, I just want to make like a reality thing very clear. Uh, this costs a lot of money. In total, I spent about $6,000 from beginning to end. And I come from a middle-class family. I still have a lot of medical debt to pay from my mental mm -hmm. health problems. And I was legitimately bailed out by COVID relief funds. This film would not exist without COVID relief funds, but it's also worth it to fight for your vision. One of my favorite bands is a band called State Champs from Albany, New York. They're a pop punk band. I grew up, um, in, as in my bio mentioned, that will be released with this episode, I grew up loving MTV and Blink-182 and Green Day. And there's a song on um, the 2015 album Around the World and Back by State Chance. It's called uh, Perfect Score, which is about a, a young man in a relationship with a girl that he just sort of can't seem to get it right. But like, she's just so perfect for him. And mm -hmm. I had to wrangle for two years, whether it was starting this and then going home because of mental health issues and kind of having to restart my life. Like I found out my siblings, or my siblings at the time, I didn't know them until... They were about eight and I was about 23, um, oh. you know, and, uh, you know, um, this entire thing really was like start and stop. Like Ben had already done a short film called Dinner is Served by the time I came come back in my delayed junior year. I finished my junior and senior year simultaneously um, mm -hmm. and he agreed to do it. Actually, there's a funny story on set. He offered to move 
my dad's very large industrial science rigs uh, for two hundred dollars. He didn't end up doing it, but um, you know, he, he's a great guy. I, I'm working some issues out right now. Uh, we'll work it down, but but I just want to say for the record, he is a great guy. Um, okay. You know, I know uh, no, you're good. Uh, uh, so, what are your uh, what are your social media handles that are connected to the film? Or your I don't, film? I don't have any social media just film because of how haphazard the production was. Uh, you can mm -hmm. find me online on Instagram at at c h e n g d h e s y s t e m, and if you search up Summer Days Film, that's s u m m e r d a z e f I-L-M-S, and my name, uh, you will be able to find the film on YouTube. Okay, that's so cool. Um, so have you made other movies in the past? Um, I have, it depends on what you call movies. Obviously, I, I was trained and I went to school at the NYU School of the Arts program. So I have a lot of shorts, but I wouldn't really consider those films per se, really. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that that that's kind of a difficult question. I, I don't really consider myself a filmmaker per se because I, I grew up kind of, uh, you know, being on the older uh, spectrum of the filmmakers in this festival, kind of being inspired by YouTube, the early, early days of YouTube, like Smosh and Yuga Higa and Kev Jumba. So this was never really a, a plan or, or a goal for me. But what I will say to the audience um, about filmmaking is like, Look, this is a difficult job. This is a difficult industry. I have friends that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, and I literally like got my party declined on a egg McMuffin today. But if you <laughs> do want to make a film, make it something that when you're old, and because I'm planning on marrying my girlfriend, we've been together now for, for 17, so now almost seven years. You know, mm -hmm. I will be able to when I have kids go. This is how much I love your mom. You know, this is our story. So if you make a film, make it something that you really care about. Don't just make it for festivals, because at the end of the day, and I've I've grown so much through this process. Friendships were made, friendships were broken. I found out I had siblings. I grew up. You know, I was 19 when the script was written. I'm 24 now, as it's yeah. finally film. and so much has changed. You know, so to the audience, they see this in a lot of young filmmakers. It's all I hear is like, make friends, make memories for a lifetime, because. When all is said and done, it's like, you don't know what this could be. I got rejected from nine festivals before Swiss. And you guys <laughs> have so graciously nominated me. And I'll be honest, when Ben's show came out, people were confused at my discontent. There were strangers telling me online to swallow my pride and beg him for a job. Um, but at the end of the day, this is all validating for me because I told a story that I cared about. And I had other people that I grew up admiring, like Fury Lowenthal, who's the voice actor for Fighting in the Games, see my film and love my film and tell me how important independent filming was. He and his wife actually met on an NYU grad film. So not oh. to the the kind of, you know, young adult that's going, make lasting things, you know, but it's like, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's your favorite, so what's your favorite film? Um. Oh, God. Not Spider-Man, really enough, but Spider-Man adjacent. It's 500 Days of Summer by Mark Webb. When I oh, wrote my okay. first feature screenplay, which is sort of connected to this short, I have like a whole trilogy of of films surrounding a character based off myself and his family, which Ben's character is my character's half-brother. I was watching that religiously when, when writing that film. It's one of the few movies, 
me and my girlfriend have watched together and it's just such a beautiful film and it's about something that we can all relate to because it's about being in love it's about being young it's about that first relationship that doesn't really work but there's something so special and it's about growing up and moving on um mm-hmm. and, and obviously everybody loves just going love it and especially the <laughs> new girl right yeah exactly um so what are some resources you would recommend to young student filmmakers i honestly am not a big resource guy i i will be bluntly honest with you i suck at raising money i tried to help a homeless family in my neighborhood people only gave me 200 dollars for this film i only raised 400 dollars on indiegogo so i'm just gonna say that just be smart um it's better as a young filmmaker to know your limitations and build up Um before my film I produced a film called Earth for my friend Chris Post and that cost at least $8,000. And for, we shot in a high school in New Jersey, the editing was expensive, the composer dropped out. So when I did I Love You when I was writing it for my sophomore year, I forget the name of the specific class. Um but this was to be made by junior producer Sanjay Dong and I was like make it simple, stupid. You know, and the best movies are really simple. Um especially independent film. Clerks is all in a convenience store obviously. My film takes place 90% in an apartment and you know a little bit of computer screens. Because to be honest, it's easy to do things big with a lot of resources and yeah. then mess it up completely like waste all the money. So I would and I had a friend that did that with a very expensive Spider-Man film so he made called Spider-Man Lotus. It's he's 20 and he spent like over $200,000 on it. We'll come out this summer. Great guy, but a lot of money. So just start small. Know what you can get your hands on and build on that because because of doing ILY as I as I nickname. I had to deal with record labels people to get rights to the song. I had to negotiate special effects and visual effects. I had to negotiate my lead actor becoming a star and our falling out. But it's like you start from that base and I'm not going to lie to you. My life has really been take walk. But you start with a base. You work hard. You will be more prepared for the next thing you do. Um so mm-hmm. that's what I would say. Even if it's really small like oh you have a ghost on a wire and is it you know in your house it's like like Robert Rodriguez that had like just start small build up and and it will be infinitely rewarding cuz you have something done. Yeah. That's really what's the great part of process. Do you have any um What's one piece of advice you would give to aspiring filmmakers then? God, I I don't want to be the the sappy life guy, but I will cuz bends on my mind. Be good to your friends, be good to the people you work with. And I mean genuinely good. Cuz there's a summer camp aspect to this job. It's like, oh, you work together for a few months and then it's over. But like Elisa literally is like and I said this to her face and I'm comfortable saying this on record. She's the big sister I I've ne- I never had. And if I got that, I was the only child of the age of 23 and like she's been so supportive and so loving. I was going to try to get her on for this. You guys said I could win this game, but she's kind of out of it right now. I started to hold her. Um but like this is a special job. You meet a lot of mm-hmm. and it's like being in the army or being in a sports team. This is something you will remember for life. Like yeah, like core theory is great, but especially with the strike with everything going on right now, it's it's a team effort. It has always been a team effort. It always be a team effort and these are experiences that will bond you for the rest of your life. Cuz yeah. ultimately back to what I said at the interview, I like to think I'm a good guy. I couldn't have told you that 4 years ago. Part of this was my personal experience, part of this was making this film. Know your priorities, know your worth, know who you are and do your best to live a life of of meaning. I'm I'm really sorry to be so sappy, but 
not about being a filmmaker because I have friends that are now very rich and very successful and I couldn't care about them at all and they don't care about me. So, yeah, yeah, really? Um, well, thank you so much. Uh, sorry, our time has concluded, but thank uh-huh. you, Brian Chang, for being on our film session <laughs> podcast today. It was wonderful meeting you. Thank you.